Hello, 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 and welcome to The Fandom Show, the Ooh. podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I am Kaya Green. And I'm Stephanie Malik. And today... Whoa. just cut me off. What? <laughs> what? Did I? Yes. Yeah, I did. It's fine. We're excited. What are we talking about today? We are talking about... The thing that clickety-clacks into the hearts of millions that they don't even notice is clickety-clacking into their hearts. We are talking about mechanical computer keyboard. Nicely done. I know we were expecting me to do that, but I wanted you to have the opportunity to, to interrupt me back. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steph, what do you know about mechanical keyboards? Literally nothing. <laughs> I No, that's not true. I know I like a number pad. I really enjoy a side number pad on a keyboard, and when I've gotten laptops that don't have them, I'm upset about it. So I do know something there about a keyboard. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's all I know about mechanical keyboards. Kai, what do you know about mechanical keyboards? I know that before I talked to our current guests uh, about this, I didn't know that mechanical keyboards were different from keyboards. Like, I, I didn't understand, like, what why that was a specific interest. Yeah. Um, or just, like, what, what the components of that were, or, like, why people would get invested in the idea of making mechanical keyboards yeah. or getting nerdy about it. Um, and then as soon as we started talking to our guest about it, I was like, wow, there's, like, a deep, deep world here. Yeah, like, If you're just like, is this just an episode about keyboards? Yes. Yes. And you are going to love it. You're going to be fascinated. <laughs> Do you know what thok is? Because you're going to learn. You're going to learn what a thock is, baby. Do you know? Because we know a little bit, but I didn't want to spoil anything for you. <laughs> uh, do you know who does know a lot about mechanical Oh my keyboards? gosh, is it our guest? I hope so, because otherwise this is going to go way off the rails. Yeah, surprise it is. <laughs> it is. Our guest, Connor Lowe, is a comedian who is also stage manager and lighting designer of the Second City Toronto. Huge. He's also part of sketch group Public Works, who've just finished shooting an upcoming show for Bell TV One. Uh, he's also... Just a rad dude uh, who we really enjoy talking to. Um, hi, Connor. What's uh, up, Connor? Hi, I can speak now? Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, I mean, you could have spoken before. No. Just interrupting. Interrupting seems to be the thing yeah. that we're doing on this one. I set a theme. Should I, should I leave? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's important you stay. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps things neutral. Um, Connor, how's your day going? Oh, great. It is nice outside. Yay. Nice outside. Yay. And you have joined us inside this studio. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Very excited to talk to you today about mechanical keyboards. Uh, I'm excited for someone to not walk away while I talk about this. <laughs> yes, because this has recently sort of become an interest for you. And I imagine a lot of people are like, what? Yeah. Over over the past couple of years, like, it's one of those... Um, pandemic I'm on the internet things and I've just fallen into a hole um, and then it's the nice thing about it is that it's a hole that becomes real like it's no longer just watching YouTube videos or learning about a thing it's a physical thing you interact with yeah yeah which um, is is like 90% of it right it's all about the the tactility or the like uh, looks or the sound yeah yeah the thought the thought. The thought of it all? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to start from bare basics. Someone's about to delve into the world of uh, keyboards. Do, is mechanical keyboards what you would call it, or would you, do you just call them keyboards? Uh, I, I, I just call them keyboards. Some people call them keebs. Keebs? Yeah, Okay. Um, and do people who work on them, do they call themselves Keebler elves? <laughs> or they're they? about to. <laughs> oh you're welcome we're starting trends and fandoms we didn't even know about <laughs> uh yeah i don't know if there is like 
uh, a lot of them just call it the hobby. <gasps> the hobby. Which, I love that. <laughs> which feels so, so indulgent. It's it's very so... the singularity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone's coming into this for, for the first time, they probably type on a keyboard, but don't think about it. What, how would you s- propose that they get into it or start learning about it? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Turn off this episode immediately. Bye. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things you don't think about, and then as soon as you notice it in the world and you interact with it, it's like, oh, I can only do this now, and I've sunk all my money into it. <laughs> so, like, number one, don't. Like, if you're curious, uh, like, go. I'm not going to tell people to turn this episode off. Don't. Uh, but, I, you know, it's, it's something worth... Uh, investigating and learning about and I think is very cool but I think is also a great way to just um, like lose a lot of money that you should probably spend on like <laughs> other things. Like what about what about keyboards turned it from a thing that you just use every day on your computer to a thing that you're like I got to know more about this. I I think what it is for me uh, and I think what it is for a lot of people it's it's two things it's like Something that you uh, spend a lot of your life doing, especially during the pandemic, uh, where instead of like, you know, we weren't doing live comedy in front of audiences, we were uh, on our computers all the time. And that's how you interact with your computers through a keyboard. So I think that's one of the reasons why it was huge during the pandemic or blew up, at least in my algorithms, um, (laughs) is just uh, like enhancing and customizing your like your life essentially yeah. if your life is in front of a computer and the other thing which it, it feels like it's a lot about is industrial design oh okay. so not only the aesthetic design but like materials uh and how they're uh, like how they're worked is it like molded plastic is it cnc aluminum like not only the materials, oopsie, I hit the mic. I hope you all really enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> uh, like, is it not just the materials, uh, but their characteristics in terms of like durability and like how dense they are, how they feel in the hand, how they produce sound. Um, and, you know, like people put weights in their keyboard uh, so they feel heavier and thus more expensive. Oh, it's what? a yeah, it's a big like uh, it's a big show off thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it really is like as a hobby about getting as granular as possible about the details of this just like one feature of your computer. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, a lot of it for me is like learning about how things work and being able to take something apart and put it back together. You know, like car guys, yeah, they'll like rebuild their engine or whatever. Uh, it's like, you know, in, in the same way that like I like to tinker on my computer, I like to tinker on my keyboard, um, and I don't tinker on my car because it's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> are there special tools that are specific to keyboards? Or yeah, uh, like the thing is, every keyboard you buy will come with. Uh, or most like mechanical keyboards you buy will come with a switch puller and a keycap puller. So just like little tools that'll kind of hook onto your keycaps. Keycaps are the like, the things that actually have the letters on them. Got it. So you can pull them out and then the switch is the thing 
that the keycap pushes to tell your computer, hey, I'm typing uh, H eight times. Mm. <laughs> is that is it, uh, I picked a random letter and a random number and I'm I'm afraid it's some alt right oh, thing. No. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. We didn't mean I'm it. I'm scared to Google. I'm scared to Google. <laughs> don't tell us. Or do. I don't know. Uh, um, okay, cool. So like you what what tipped over into the like Okay, I'm going to start building. Have you built a, a keyboard yet, or is it this all hypothetical for you so far? No, I, I've um, like I've I've bought some pre-built keyboards and then taken them apart and changed everything. So I ha- like I didn't build it from scratch, but all of the parts are stuff I I put in myself. So what what tipped it? I guess I started watching a lot of YouTube videos and thinking I want to do that. Uh, and then I, <laughs> I found some money and did it. Nice. Now YouTube is kind of the gateway drug of hobbies. Yeah. Oh, so dangerous. Oh, like there are a lot of Twitch streamers who do it as well. Like there's a lot of like Instagram reels. I'm sure there's TikTok, but, uh, it's a dangerous app. I'm yeah, so scared yeah. of it. I, yeah. I had it on my phone for a week and I was like, I can't. Yeah. It's yeah. too it is a bit like, hey, ever wanted to hang out in a black hole? And you're like, nah. <laughs> um, but maybe I'm just old. I think I'm just old. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Can you walk us through the basic features of a mechanical keyboard? Um, like, uh, what what do people... What, what do people need to look at about a keyboard that they don't know? Okay, so, uh, like, the first thing you're going to look at is what size of keyboard. So... You, Steph, for yes. example, would probably want a full-size keyboard or an 1800 keyboard. Okay. So those are the ones that actually have a number pad. Full-size yeah. is like exactly what you think of when you go to your office job. It's the full-size. An 1800 is missing uh, that like little, the thing that has like the print screen and all that, that stuff. That numpad. Um, but the numpad part is kind of squished onto it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then there's... All the different percents, so like 75%, which has all the F keys, has the arrow cluster, and then 70%, 65, 60, 40%. Like, they're all just percentage sizes of keyboards. What? How small do they get? You can get a macro pad, which is, you can get like a keyboard with just one key that you program, and it's it's the key that turns on your computer or off your computer, or does whatever. What? Whatever you program it to do. Oh my there God. are so, one key keypads? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. What? Well, because so, I saw in one person's thing, they're like, they had their regular keyboard and then they just had a side thing that was just two buttons. I yeah. Was like, I don't even, why, what? Uh, so, like, for example, we're in the editing process for the upcoming Bell TV One show, Let's Gentrify Hamilton. Ooh. Uh, and I just reprogrammed a key to, like, uh, be Control S, just so it's like, okay. We're, we're saving all the time and just yeah, yeah, yeah. hitting that oh, one button. Oh, whoa, that's so smart. That's so smart. So you can, like, this, the customizability sure. of it is seems, like, so specific. Oh, yeah. The, like, the whole thing is, it's it, it's still electronics. Like, it's still something you program and yep. interface with. Yeah, so the that's layouts of, yeah. like, size. How, how much keyboard do you want? And then there's materials. Do you want it? made with like which plastic uh like is it polycarbonate is it abs is it pbt 
And what are the differences? What are those letters? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Uh, ABS is uh, a set of... This, this is not is a test. A, you do not need to... Uh, PBT is polypyrethroth. <laughs> yeah. Um, polycarbonate, PC. I know that one. FR4 is like some kind of metal, I think. Oh, God. There's obviously like stainless steel, aluminum. Um, I kick-started uh, a keycap set that's ceramic. What? what? You can do that? Yeah. Oh, can... yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, material is the feel of the keyboard. Like, when you pick this up off your desk, which you're not doing that often, uh, it's, it's how heavy does it feel? Like, how does it feel in the hand? But also the materials that uh, it's composed of will affect the sound and the feel. So if you've got like a really uh, light plastic keyboard, it might have a little more bounce, a little more flex to it. When you like bottom out and press your key, it won't feel as hard. Is that the official term, bottoming out? Like when you hit the hit yeah, the yeah, key? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I am delighted by that. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I have bottomed out with <laughs> keyboards. Um, so there's materials, sizes, uh, and then like, each of the different individual materials. So uh, the like materials of the keycaps, the materials of the case itself, the PCB, uh, so the actual computery part that plugs into your computer right. and then uh, tells 10 Fs. Is that an alt-right thing? I, I hope not. I don't I know. I feel like everything is just... They've they've taken it all from us. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, everything good. Yeah. They remove it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, there's also the plate which the switches plug into, and oh, don't get me started on switches. We will oh, actually. We will act going to. Yeah. We could do it right now. What 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 are your feelings on switches? Uh, yeah. So like switches are the actual like they're kind of the main focus of the hobby. I think. They're I the think. thing that the. You mentioned this before, that the key sits on top of and that basically send the signal. Yeah. So in, in each switch, uh, there's two uh, metal contacts that plug into your PCB. If it's a hot swap PCB, you can just pull the switch out and put another switch in. If it's a solder PCB, you actually have to go in and solder the contacts to the PCB, uh, which means you can't just pull it out. Mm. That's why I prefer hot swap boards of like, oh, if I want to try this out or, oh, if I, um, if I, can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Fucking yes. If I mess it up. Um, <laughs> what a swear. So, yeah. so much preamble. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope my mom isn't listening. Um, it, yeah. It, it, if I, if I fuck up installing something, I can just pull out my my switch and put a new one in and fix it like uh so generally hot swap are a lot easier to to work with is it a thing that you pay more to get a hot swap generally mm, okay um but the the switches themselves sorry i feel like i'm being f i'm derailing oh. myself every three words but you're talking about things that we're going to ask you about yeah. later anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah so it's uh, all the, good the subject of this podcast is is side tangents like <laughs> this is one large side tangent so yeah. go for it I, I feel like i'm not giving a a good kind of basic rundown and a lot of this uh is me making 
showing you with my hands how all of these things work, <laughs> which is so great in a podcast. Um, yeah, so the, the switches plug into the PCB, and then when you press down the switch, a little metal thing will contact those two contacts and close the circuit, thereby telling the PCB and then the computer, I'm pressing this key. Oh, my God. So, like, that kind of basic understanding of how this works is so cool to me of, like, you never think, okay, I, I pressed L. How how does it know What's I how? pressed L? Yeah. 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 Um, so, that like, that's the cool thing. And then, so the switches have a lot, a lot of um, influence on how the computer, or co computer keyboard, oof. <laughs> uh, how the keyboard sounds and feels. So like the spring, how much weight uh, does the spring have? Like how much tension? So how hard is it to press? How, how quickly does it come back up? Um, how far do you have to press before the key actuates? Like, bef you know, if it's like 0.4 millimeters uh, before you're, uh, you press the button and it goes, be 0.4, would it? Anyway, there are, <laughs> there are like graphs of uh, actuation force and like uh, travel distance. Like it, it gets really granular in terms of that, which is not the like most fun part for most people. The most fun part is the thock. The thock. The what thock. is thock? Tell us what thock is. Yeah. So like there's a fun intersection between audiophiles and uh, people into keyboards in that they're both a lot about sound. Um, so like a lot of the, the keyboard YouTube things I'll watch, they'll also have like fun IEMs in-ear in monitors, like the little earbuds that go around. You know what? Let me show you. This is great for a uh, podcast. everyone listening. <laughs> we'll see if we can post a little picture of these uh, at some point. So like these little headphony guys that go around the ear, like yeah. they're all big audiophiles as well because it's a, so much about sound and, and frequency response and how do things sound. All of that preamble is to say, thock is generally the lower pitched sounds, like, and then there's clack, which is generally higher pitched. But there's also elements of how loud, how muffled, how clear, but you know, that all has to do with the frequency range. So like this is a full like sound design of how typing sounds for you. Yeah. Whoa. That is I can't believe anybody was like, mm, we could improve this. I, I love that they do. I just never would have thought of that. Yeah. So uh like if you know, if my wife is writing an email in the other room, I'm just sitting listening, making this face. You you describe the face. Like, eyes are squinted, but also in a bit of pain, but also yeah, enjoying is, is it. Is it pain? Is it pleasure? Is it, like, somewhere <laughs> in between? I, you know what? If, if that is a painful face, I feel badly about how I come off to people. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's an overwhelming uh, pleasure to the point where you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know is if you it? calibrated her keyboard though. What if it's just like a, a built-in keyboard of a laptop, and you're like, "That's yeah." Is that I gotta the work on the thought. Or is she on the the right keyboard? No, she she's on uh, my computer most times. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> then it's a good thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Amazing. Uh, so what we've talked a lot about the components of it. What makes a good or bad keyboard? 
uh, do you like it? That's it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, f- for me, there's so much in the hobby that's about buying the most expensive thing. Like, there's there's a brand, Key Cult, which is, like, really hard to get, super expensive. And a lot in the hobby is about getting in on group buys. I was just about to ask. So I saw, when looking at hot takes, group buys were all over the place. What is a group buy? So, uh, again, it's so much about industrial design and bringing something to market. So it's so expensive to produce these things in the small runs that they need to do because not everyone is buying a dumb keyboard. Yet. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Um, So... When you get to economies of scale, like it's it doesn't make sense to make you know a thousand keyboards and not know how many you're going to sell. So right. group buys, the de- the keyboard designer will come out and they'll be like, "Hey, this is my render. Um, I'm going to sell this for like four hundred dollars, and uh, you can order it now." So all those it's a, it's, it's essentially a, a pre-order or a Kickstarter. And um, and then, like, a year and a half later, you'll get shipped your keyboard. Mm. Wow. So what happens then is that run is done. And the second-hand market goes crazy. Like, things that sell for, like, $200 in group buy are going for, like, 600 Whoa. Like Whoa. Because you missed out. Yeah. You, you got to get in now that it's there. So there's, like, an element of you don't know exactly what you're buying because no one's reviewed this yet. No one has really gotten their hands on it. We don't know, you know, how it feels, how it sounds, what the issues are with the keyboard. And then if it's great, then the value takes off. And if it's not, the value will still go up. So wait, hang on. This this is the mini economy. Yes. Uh, and, and there's there's like inflation of value so you're making basically miniature investments. Yes. Okay, but wow. also like this person has done a rendering. How are you going to know what it feels like? Like you're just banking on this person being trustworthy. Materials? Do yeah, they like so, have plans that they give you? So like there there will be hey, this is what the PCB will look like and you'll see that there are little cuts in the PCB called called flex cuts or the mounting style of the keyboard. So there's different ways to put all the components together. So instead of just like, great, I have my PCB and I'm gonna put it in and screw it on. And then I've got my plate, I'm gonna put it in and screw it on. That's called a tray mount. There's also something called a gummy O-ring mount where you take those two things and then you put a little O-ring around them and just kind of squish it in. Oh, so it has a bit of a like a bounce to it? A bit of bounce to it. Um, my, My daily driver, as it's so called, is a uh, is a gasket mount keyboard. So there are uh, daily driver just the keyboard you use regularly. Yeah. So daily driver, it's like a it's a car guy term that just really took off in the tech space uh, and feels so divorced from everything. <laughs> I am absolutely <laughs> obsessed with the terms uh, of this. This is great. Yeah. It's really making me realize what an insular li- world I've been living in for the past little while. But it's beautiful. It's so cool that they're like, this is the thing I love so much about fandom and when you start to talk to someone about it, it's just like, I would never have known any of these things, but they're so, if you're in that fandom, there's terminology, there's 
Uh, there's a bunch of different ways of interacting with these things that you just never would think of. Exploring fandom feels to me like you are uh, in space going from planet to planet. Mm -hmm. And on every planet, there's different rules and cultures and different things, but they're <laughs> all like so insular yeah. or yeah. It, it's so fascinating to me. Like I never would have been on planet mechanical keyboard. But it's a fully fleshed out world. It is. But also you shouldn't go there. Go <laughs> this is not, this is a warning this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That way you can safely explore this. <laughs> My wife is going to listen to this and and just get so mad about all the money I've spent. <laughs> we won't name 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 numbers. We won't name numbers. Okay, yeah. so so that's uh wait, were we at casket mounts? Yes. Yeah, gasket. Gasket. I'm so sorry. So that's your daily driver. Yeah, so uh, that like there are little rubber gaskets that will attach to the ends of the PCB and plate. And then those will fit into the case, and that'll have some kind of bounce. And these also affect the the, the size of the chamber of the case. So what I mean by that is how much empty space is there in the case. Mm. So that affects the sound. Right. Or how much foam or silicone dampening material you put in there. Right, because that's where the echo muffle comes from, I assume. Yeah, yeah. How how loud, how uh, how how much clarity and like the materials that you put in there, they may dampen different frequencies differently. So that's where, you know, clack or thock comes from. Um, if a, if a board sounds more muted or sounds more lively. Lively. Wow. How delightful. Yeah. So uh, one of the, the keyboard YouTubers I'm a big fan of is a guy named keyboard, but board, get this, get this. You won't believe this. It's spelled B-O-R-E-D. What? Yeah. Sounds like he doesn't even like keyboards. Oh. Or maybe he was bored pre-keys. Oh. oh. Who knows? Oh. Someone call him. What? Get him on the phone. Whatever it is, uh, there's a story there. Keyboard. Hi. I know you're listening. Thank you so much for we being a listener. We know you're a, a big listener. fan of this podcast. Um, can you please send us a message and explain what you mean by your name? Are you bored? Are you bored? Is the keyboard? Are you tired of the keys that you have and you're needing to find something new? Let us know. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. When when he gets back, we'll we'll let you know. Um, but uh, the the big thing he does is he does a lot of really great modifications that are on a budget. So a lot of these like you know crazy expensive boards, there like there are all these strata of what a budget keyboard is or what a mid range or whatever, and the budget is still stupid expensive. Of course. Um, you say okay. I don't need you to give specific to you numbers, but when you say the budget is a lot. A range. What, yeah, what's, what's a range? Oh, okay. Like you can get a really, really cheap mechanical keyboard on, on Amazon for like 50 bucks. Okay. Uh, to probably 175 is the budget range. Okay. And then, you know, probably 200 to... 300 would be your kind of mid-range. I like and then up once you go north of there, like it's it Spice gets the limit. Yeah, it gets stupid. And that's where you get to like custom built keyboards of like this uh well-known keyboard builder will be the one to like build your keyboard oh. for you and tune your stabilizers. Uh stabilizers yeah. are, you know how you know, there are some keys that are longer than others. So mm -hmm. like your yep. space bar, your shift, 
there are the little things that pop out and make sure that when you push it down, it doesn't just fall to one side. Oh, oh yep. It's so funny because like, again, never thought of this, use my keyboard every day, write for a living. Um, but like when it does get stuck or do something like that, it's such a piss off. It's so annoying. And it never occurred to me to think, why is it doing that? Yeah. Wild, wild, wild. Damn. Okay, so obviously we're keyboard normies. What, what are things that we don't think about when it comes to design? Are there things that might change depending on how we use our keyboards? Like if a gaming keyboard versus like, I'm just doing some typing on my Word document. A regular typey type. Yeah, I think in, t in terms of gaming keyboards, uh, typically a lot of gamers will like um, clicky switches. So in terms of switches, there are three main groups. There's uh, clicky, which um, is what it says on the tin. It clicks. Tactile. So you still have that feeling of there's some resistance as you come to the point at which the key actuates. So I know at this point uh, I'm actuating the key before I get to the bottom out. Mm. And a then little a, torque. You can feel it working. Yeah. And then linear, which is just... It feels the same all the way down until you bottom out. Mm. Um, so, you know, you want to know exactly when you've kind of pressed the switch. So that's when a, where a clicky would come in, and it feels nice. For example, uh, in the work I do uh, with theater lighting boards, generally the go button is a clicky button. Because mm. you want to know immediately it's gone. Yeah. yeah of, yeah. you know, if I have this sequence of cues, I know my timing for the cue and I need to feel because I might not be able to always hear that I've pressed it. Mm. Right. So in anything where, where time is a factor or speed is a factor or any kind of rhythm like that, um, you, you want to make sure that it is a distinct click, click, yeah. not clack, not thwack, clicky, thwack, click, click, a uh, click, clicky switches can be clacky. They are almost never thawky. Right. Okay. But the point is that they're like they're you hear it instantly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Like a like a pen when it clicks. Oh, I love that sound. Ooh, ASMR. There you go, some ASMR for you. <laughs> um, and then, you know, in it, it's all kind of what you want and what you prefer. So, you know, like when I when I go to work and I use my lighting console, like I. I know exactly the actuation point of all that stuff because when I'm, you know, I have a scene with a bunch of cues or I'm following along to a song, I need to be able to feel like, am I on the beat? Right. Yeah. Um, wow. How do you even figure out what you like? Like when getting into these keyboards, how do you know what you want your switches to be? How do you even know what type of like material without spending like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I guess I'm guessing is, by your laugh, you spend hundreds and hundreds it, of dollars don't? to figure it out. Yeah, it's you don't. Like uh, different um, keyboard shops will send little testers. <gasps> so it's just like a bunch of switches on like a, a board. Um, but, you know, most of my purchasing decisions were like watching YouTube videos, listening to sound tests. So like listening to them actually use the board uh, and their kind of description. There's also like graphs, which are just not useful unless you really know, like you've 
tried it and then looked at a graph and then tried another thing and then looked at a graph. Right. And that's like, how much force? Where is the actuation point? How how long before it bottoms out? Like all of that stuff, it's it's just really trial and error. And that's why there's like such a secondhand market for this stuff. So in addition to like really expensive, limited run things like GMK keycaps or key cult keyboards, there's just so much out there of like, I tried this, I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Do you find that certain keyboards have their own like personalities? Like, do you ever look at somebody and you're like, oh, you're a this kind of keyboard? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like if you were to make a keyboard for Steph, would it be clicky? Would it have a thock? I, you know what? We know it has a numpad. It has a numpad, uh, for sure. I feel like it would be bright and colorful. Like a lot of this is just like, you know, for a lot of people, like the office is where they spend a lot of time and they want it to look the way they want it to look. So like, you know there'll be cats and stuff on it. <laughs> like there's, there's so, there's so many keycap sets that have cats on it. That's really? Very yeah. Funny. Oh That's yeah. Very funny. Um, what are the most coveted keyboard elements out there? Like what's the Stradivarius of keyboards? The key cult for the sure. Key yeah. cult. What makes it so good? Is it just that it's rare? It, yeah. And I, I think it, it was very much a thing before I started getting into keyboards and it was like I don't I don't really know I think it's just like that it was the thing at that time and everyone keeps saying hey this is the thing you want to join the key cult yeah there's um like the the Mr. Suit was a, a really popular keyboard and it did a lot of things in terms of like uh, fun ways to approach molding the sound and the feel of the keyboard. Like it was a real innovation that immediately everything else copied and you could get for hundreds right. of dollars yeah. cheaper. But like it's it's that like, oh, this was the first keyboard to do, be gasket mounted or like have flex cuts or um, have uh, PE foam between the plate and the PCB. Oh, So, okay, so a lot of people like can do crafty stuff at home. Could you make your own like key, the the key part? Like the, the like cap. key cap? Yeah, could you just be like, I wanna make some acrylic key caps for myself and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, like you just get like a little mold, take an existing key cap, cause they're all the same shape. Yeah. For the most part, like there are different profiles. So, so like, like different divots and stuff. Yeah, divots um, and different heights. So that also affects the sound yeah. um, and feel. Uh, and you just like, if you're like, oh, I'm happy with the shape that I have, make a little mold and pour some like whatever material into it. Sick. Wild. And like, are there some very weird materials out there? Are there stone keyboards? Are there wood keyboards? Like, Could you what? get like crystals? Like, could you have like an amethyst keyboard? Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure you could. I don't know how you'd work with it. Like there's concrete boards. Concrete? Yeah. For keycaps? Uh, not for keycaps. Oh, for the base. But yeah, for the case. And um, there's like metal keycaps, uh, obviously ceramic, which uh, I should should be on the way soon. <gasps> Very exciting. Um, what color are they? So they're, mine are white, 
uh, all the alpha keys. So, you know, all the letter keys yep. are white and then all the modifiers. So like your shift and your control and all those are um, navy. Oh, cool. Are there certain like pet, like, is that common to have all of the alphas in one color and all the, or do, are there as many different ways to color and customize as oh, you can imagine? Yeah. yeah. So keycaps are kind of like the easiest way to be like, they're, they're the biggest kind of surface area of the keyboard and easiest thing to like switch out sets. Yeah. So like, that's where a lot of the actual, you know, design of what this looks like will uh, will come into to play there got it it's the face yeah it's, it's, it's the face it's the face, the face. it's the it's, it's the makeup on the makeup yeah, yeah. you're putting on the looks um so after a bit of research uh we're just talking about customization here um there are things like digital readouts uh, keyboards that are all dots can you tell us about some like weird customizations that you've seen oh yeah there's this keyboard that has a solenoid in it which is just like, uh, it's something that hits something to make sound. So each key you press, it's hitting the case and making like it really loud. What? Yeah. Which like typewriter loud? Yeah. Oh. What? Yeah. Um, Why would you want that? To like, if you're in an office and you want to be fired, like you're really, <laughs> you piss off everyone. You're around really us. looking for that severance pay. I was gonna say this. This person works from home. Well, there's also a thing that's fascinating about all this. We were talking so much about sound and the audio quality of it. Is most of us work with headphones in? So, like, do people who are into this hobby like try not to have headphones so that they can like experience their keyboards, or they're just like, I gotta do, what I gotta do. I mean, I. <laughs> I like I love my headphones, but I rarely wear them when I'm at my computer. So you can hear the thought. So I can hear the thought. Nice. Yeah. Is that its own two C's? It's two C's. Yeah. I was really hoping it would be two C's. Oh my god. Um, sorry. Oh. So I'm I'm sure you could figure out the etymology of thought. Yes. Yeah. I follow that. I think. It's thick. Yeah. It's thick with it's, two it's C's. It's thick with two C's. Um, any other super weird ones? I know, and I'm just going to shout this out because I'm a nerd for this show and I think it's super cool. I know you have a Severance keyboard. <laughs> I know you have a keyboard from the show Severance, which I'm personally obsessed with. Yeah, so I um, I remember when the trailer for Severance came out and I was like, oh, cool. Like, uh, you know, I like Adam Scott. It's cool. Ben Stiller's directing it. And there's Zach Cherry, who once went to the Combustion Festival, an improv festival here in Toronto. Do I do you, not know that. Do you, don't you remember you were around? Yeah. I just don't remember this person. Who's yeah. this person? Um, oh, I forget his character name, but he, spoilers if you've... Uh, Wait, is he the one obsessed with perks? Yes. Yes, that guy. Oh, yeah. no cool. spoiler. No spoiler. No, no spoiler. Yeah. Cool. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he. so I was like, oh, this is all great. And then I remember for like one frame seeing them like on their consoles. And I was like, I need that. <laughs> and then I did a quick Google. And then there were just a million forum posts being like, hey, look at this trailer. Hey, does anyone know what keyboard this oh is? My <laughs> oh, hey, my God. Hey, I need this. <laughs> So, like, I think five years ago, someone had dug up that um, uh, console. Uh, it's, oh, shoot, what's it called? It's like a data dasher or, like, something dasher, whatever, whatever. And they created a keycap set inspired by it called Dasher. Uh, 
Oh and gosh. so I bought those keycaps. That's so cool. I, I have a question. Uh, does it have an escape button? Because I know the ones on the show specifically, they took off the escape button. <laughs> mine does. Uh, mine also, because of the layout of my keyboard, it doesn't have a delete button. So I just put the any key button there. Ah, ah. beautiful. Which, oh. Which is great when uh, people come to my house and need to use my computer. <laughs> what is this? But this one is not your daily driver. It is. It is. Your severance yeah. keyboard is your daily driver. And uh, I also bought a separate numpad. Mm. Beautiful. Numpad is a beautiful thing. I don't use it, but I'm not a numbers guy. No. I don't do anything with numbers. It's, it's just so much easier. To, I mean, you do, though. You type your phone no, number. I avoid numbers like the plague. If you, I can avoid writing a number, I'll write it all the way out. Your phone number in a form? You got right... All the oh, way. All, all seven to... Ten. ten. There's ten. numbers. It's ten. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm bad with numbers. Uh, can you tell us about a project that you're proud of or maybe one that you're planning on with regards to your keyboard? Oh, well, so in, in my job as a stage manager uh, at the Second City, like not only do I run the lights and, and kind of mix the sound and just have the show, I like I maintain the props and in our show there's a big prop um that needs to be like restuffed every once in a while um you two have seen the show right yes yeah it's at the uh it's at the end of act one um I'm trying to remember. the i don't yeah I don't anyway remember. <laughs> go see the show go see the show yeah uh go see the show um by the time this comes out uh the show will have closed so but there will be another one and there you will should be go see one. that one yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's not going to spoil anyone for anything because it'll be closed. It's the giraffe. Oh, yeah. the giraffe. Yes, 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 the giraffe. Okay. Uh, so recently I had to take uh, an old pillow and take all the stuffing out. Uh, and the stuff in the pillow, polyfill, is really good for dampening keyboards. For me, what I'm excited about is uh, a company Keychron, which I really like because they – they take all of these cool innovations and then they make them cheaper Ooh. and then they sell them just like you can go to their uh, website and order a keyboard and then it'll come. You instead don't have of, to group buy and wait yeah. years for it. That sounds better. So like they really punch above their weight in terms of budget. And for me, it's like, well, if, if the case is nice and I'm getting it at a decent price, like I can go nuts with the keycaps and the switches. I don't need like the most expensive case. So that's what I, a lot of my uh, keyboards are Keychron and they've received, uh, just released an Alice style keyboard. So what that is, is it's split. So like the middle, it's split and it comes in at an angle. Oh, like the ergonomic er style. Yeah, oh, yeah, so it's an ergonomic style so you don't have to like bend your wrists while you're typing. Oh. Is it comfy? I don't know. I, um, I've, I haven't had the money to order one. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> it looks comfy and it looks cool as hell. Let's let's be real here. It looks cool as hell. And that's cool. yeah. part of the fun of all of this. Like all of the feel is great, but you want it to also look really cool. Yeah. So I, I ordered I kickstarted my ceramic keycaps like six months ago. So eventually they're gonna come in. Eventually this board's gonna come in, and then my wife will be like, 
You have too many keyboards. <laughs> I mean, if you want to give any of them away, I am taking donations because I could use more thought in my life. I've spilled so much on my current keyboard that it is beyond, like, it's not doing well. My keyboard is very cheap, and I would actually totally go for a better keyboard. I mean, we I have the same the keyboard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're garbage. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> what, like, what, what don't you like about it? I, it's just like the, like, I do. The, I'm realizing now I'm, 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 I'm taking you down a rabbit hole that I explicitly said I did not want <laughs> that's, You warned us, that's our mistake. We followed yours. you, we followed yeah. you. Um, yeah, it's just like, I do really, I have always really liked the feel of keyboards, so like, the, the, that's not a new new idea, but like, this one's just muddy, and it's just like cheap feeling, and there's fine. no there's it's no bounce back, fine. doesn't sound good. But I've always been like that nerd who's like, maybe I'll get a typewriter one day. It's like, you don't need that, Kaya, but I want it. Oh my god, yeah. it would drive me nuts. I know it would. That's why <laughs> I'm I very have audio it. sensitive. Uh, so yeah, that would drive me a little a little zany. Um, Connor, what's the nerdiest thing you've done in relation to this fandom? Is it B in this fandom? Yeah, I think it's like. <laughs> Um, so my, my daily driver is a Keychron Q1 V2. So this, uh, Keychron released their Q1, which was their like enthusiast level keyboard. Um, and everyone went nuts for it. And then they released it with a knob and, uh, well, I had COVID, I set an alarm so I could wake up when it came on sale and order one. And uh, it immediately sold out, and I got one. You got oh, one? Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm so excited for you. Success. Have you, and you have it now? Yeah. Is it beautiful? Do you love it? Yeah, it's the one with the severance keycaps. Oh, yes. Ooh. And it was worth it. It was it, worth waiting. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Are you ready to dive into some hot takes from the internet? going to be hot. Oh, fine. I hope they're hot. <laughs> yeah, we can lightning round this, whatever yeah, you yeah. want to do. Okay. Uh, we're just going to start it out. Uh Adam Will on Twitter says, keyboards that don't click are the worst. Uh, yeah, wrong. Like, what What do you mean? <gasps> like, I, I think I've talked a bit about the annoyance of, of clicky keyboards. Just uh, that it's, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I hate it. I hate it. If you like clicky keyboards, great. All the power to you. But to... Anytime you're typing a sentence more than one word long, I, I feel like it's just an assault on your senses. These are the people who keep their ringers on on their phones and have key clacks on their phones where you're sitting next to them like, click, 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 click. I'm like, I, stop. stop. Turn it off. No one needs this. Yeah. Yeah. Put yeah. in your headphones. Absolutely. That shouldn't even be a feature. But that's also kind of um, like the whole fandom is just making sounds with keyboards. So, you know what? Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> so it's, it's really a preference thing, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It seems like it seems like a just a take w with nothing behind it. Well, this one's similar. Stu on Discord says the clickety-clack of old school keyboards is deeply disturb is a deeply disturbing audi auditory experience. It's the moist of the tech industry and annoying as fuck when you're not doing it. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, <laughs> sh sure. I I think I told you before we started rec recording that all of my responses would be, yeah, sure. <laughs> you can feel that way. Well, it sounds like it's such an individual experience. Y exactly, and and you know, I I can understand if I 
come to an office with the loudest keyboard in the world, how that could be disruptive to others. Yeah. But, you know, it's all in my home office. Like, it's it's for me. Yeah. Um, no one else is listening to it. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, an IBM Model M keyboard can sound awful if you don't like that sound. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, this one is from, uh, wait, no, you had the next one. That doesn't matter. You can, you can okay. go for it. This one is from Steven on Discord. Uh, mechanical keyboards make you a better lover. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're getting your fingers in there and you're just working the tiny little switches and everything, that's not wrong. Yeah, I guess like manual dexterity and if, you know, you're there's like a certain... Uh, amount of force that yeah. needs to be applied. Yeah. There you go. No further comments. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here. It makes you a better lover if you get into this. Uh, this is from uh, Reddit. Am I the only person who doesn't understand the appeal of no numpad keyboards? I've seen that smaller keyboards are sometimes marketed as portable, but what's the portability for if a keyboard stays on the table most of its life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, f for me, um, I live in an apartment, and I don't have as much desk space, mm. so it's about, like, keeping the desk space aesthetically pleasing, and I think the the dimensions of a more compact keyboard are so aesthetically pleasing, and if this thing isn't about aesthetics, what else is it about? <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of agree. I actually hate numpad keyboards just because it gets in my way and I never think to use it. Like my when I go for a number, I'm always going for the shift top. Oh. Um, and I just like, to me, it's excess that just makes room for me to just hit keys I didn't need. So I love cutting it off because all I really want is that base area. Or yeah. that 40%, 60%? Yeah. Am I learning? Am I doing it? <laughs> the, the alphas. The alphas, the alphas, the alphas. Oh, see, for yeah. me, it's just like, if it doesn't have it, like my brain has to stop and then think about what I'm doing with my fingers because I'm so used to knowing that layout. Right. So that's that's why I like having my separate number pad is that I like put it far away on my desk. And if I'm if I'm having a bit of a spreadsheet time, it just moves back Bring it down. to beside my mouse and then I just do this, which is um, another visual thing that uh, <laughs> the listeners... The counter reached forward and then pulled back. You all know how keyboards and mice work. Yep. You know where this is going. Little typey type. Little typey um, type. I do like to imagine that when you do reach for it, you whisper quietly, spreadsheet time to yourself. <laughs> is that wrong? It's num num time. Mm, num num time. It, yeah, usually if I have to be working on a spreadsheet, it's usually, fuck. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. For me, it's always num num time, baby. Oh, boy. Um, okay, how about this? There's too much emphasis on sound these days. Layout, programmability, switch feed, keycap profile are all important aspects of a build as well. But from the current state of the hobby, you'd think that thock or clack is the only factor worth, worth thinking about. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think it's also the, like, the most satisfying thing. If you're, like, if you're consuming media about keyboards, right. I don't think listening to someone be like, it was easy to turn the G into a button that made uh, MSN Messenger open. <laughs> like, I don't think that's the, the, like, thing that will get you views. Right. It's, how does this sound? And, like, I don't think that there's any reviews that I've seen that... Don't mention those other things. 
I don't think that's a hot take so much as a dumb take. Whoa. Whoa. Hot take on your hot take. You got hot took. <laughs> uh, this one's coming from Reddit. Uh, I enjoy lubing my switches. Lubing switches just makes me very calm and happy. It's also satisfying when you've done a row and all the switches sound deeper and feel better. Yeah, that's that's just a take. That's not even a hot take. It was uh, under hot takes. I mean, for people opinions. not into mechanical keyboards, this is uh, they're all going to be hot takes. So, like, lubing your switches is really tedious, and it's a process that, you know, you have to have, like, a lot of fine motor control. There's a lot of granularity to it, and there's a lot of um, consistency that you need to make all of your uh, lubed switches feel and sound similar. How often would you have to lube uh, once. Switches. Only once. Only once. Okay. But, you know, f- f- you buy a full-size keyboard that's like 110. Oh, yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot of switches. A lot of lube. Um, <laughs> We're five years old right now. I can't believe it lube. took this long into the episode to, to make lube jokes. Um, <laughs> we failed. We have to do this again. Start from the top, everyone. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, if you're if you're getting into this hobby to, like, take apart and customize your keyboard. I think like part of that is getting into the weeds of like, I am taking everything apart and I'm making it exactly how I want it to. And it's just a a really relaxing thing to do of like, you just put a movie on, you put all your stuff in front of you and then you just keep doing it. That sounds nice. I agree. Very, very Zen. All right. um, How about this one? Uh, this hobby is not a hobby. It's an addiction. Compared to other activities such as learning music or riding a bike, this hobby is literally more inclined towards addictions such as shopping and phone addictions. It runs mostly on FOMO. Oh, uh, yeah. I, like, I 100% agree with this. Of, like, I, I think a lot of it is cool about, like, how you can mod things or how you can use, like, found items, like painter's tape to change the sound and feel of your keyboard. Whoa. But so much of it is like, hey, here's like a new $400 thing and it's cool and you should have it if you're cool. Like it, it, it is ultimately about like manufacturing processes and industrial design and product design. But the end thing is always this is a product and you're kind of like just feeding into the, the capitalist machine of like, here's a thing you should buy. Buy yeah. this thing. Yeah, that sounds like there's a huge barrier to entry in that respect of just like if you're interested in it, but you need to have money to be able to participate in it. Yeah, and there's like a lot of cool videos of like, hey, I took the cheapest keyboard on Amazon and made it feel, sound, and look great. Oh, that's sick. That's cool. But there's still like ultimately the budget there is like 50 bucks and 90% of the time your computer comes with a keyboard. Like that's the thing about this hobby that's so stupid and so bougie is like it's always a flex. It's yeah. always a flex uh, and it's always unnecessary. I love Amazing. it. All right, this one, short and sweet, backlight on a keyboard can be tasteful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it's difficult. But I like when I started getting into this, I was like, oh, my my keyboard has lights on it. Cool. I design lights. Cool. (laughs) Uh, And then like it's so easy for it to be not tasteless that 
I feel like it's a fine line. Sure, sure. Like if it fits in your space. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's such a uh, there's so much wiggle room in in that take of things can be things. It's like, yeah, yeah sure. If if you're willing to put the time into it. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to say no. I disagree. So when, when you're doing backlight, is that just like the spaces between the keys? Is it the keys themselves? Are you like, because I feel like that would be very distracting for me. Yeah. Someone who doesn't focus well. <laughs> a bunch of lights shining under my fingers. I mean, like on like a MacBook keyboard, you know how if you're in the dark, you can yeah. turn the backlight up and be like, oh, what am no, I? Oh, I have a PC. <laughs> <laughs> that is but an option, though. On PC keyboards as well. But then it's like, oh, it's all like different colors and it changes colors all the time, which I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to make all of my lights on my computer blue. And then, I, you know, after a while, I was like, I'm just going to turn them off. This feels <laughs> like, like gaudy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, th I, I don't know. The That was actually part of the selling point of these ceramic key caps yeah. is that the light will shine through them in a really cool way. And you know what? I'm... It's the third time I'm going to flip-flop. I think it can be tasteful with the <gasps> ceramic keycaps. Yeah, nice. Okay, here we go. It was a hot take after all. Yeah. I love this. I love um, this. Just because I feel like I should ask, what is your dream keyboard? Like, it, uh, what's, like, when you imagine the keyboard, do you have it already? Yeah, I want I want to carve my own keyboard out of wood. Oh, like, what? I want, a, like, a, a meaningful tree, you know? That's dope. Like, do you want to, like, Plant the tree, have the key, the tree grow, cut part of the tree. Like in a hundred year tree. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. You could be a, a baby or tree. You don't have to wait for a hundred years. But like, is there a tree you got your eye on? You're like, I'm gonna cut you down and make you a keyboard. Um, so, yeah, like a, a tree at uh, you've you've been to the cottage. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, in in the past year, a bunch of trees have had to come down. Yeah. And I wanna I wanna turn that wood into cutting boards and keyboards. I love it. Cool. I, I love, love it. that. That's amazing. Very cool. Do uh, I have any of the skills to do that? No. Guess Not what? Not yet. <laughs> That's what YouTube's for. Yeah, exactly. We'll bring you back for a carpentry episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connor, what is your hottest take on mechanical keyboards that you just want to get out into the world? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't do don't. it. Back to don't. Back to don't. <laughs> Starts and begins with don't. I, yeah, I feel like I've gotten most of my thoughts out, which are like, don't. Your thoughts I love are your thoughts. <laughs> oh. oh. Thick thought thoughts. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have any hot takes. All of my takes are like, I like this, or I don't much care for this, or I think you're all uh, too concerned about this. Yeah. Uh, which are just like... You're just describing takes. Yeah, the, all my takes are just takes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems like it's just a deeply personal fandom where the whole point of it is to create things for you and your likes as opposed to just going out and buying XYZ from staples.com or whatever. Yeah. All right. Oh, you wouldn't believe how robust staples.com mechanical keyboard store is. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. I've been to Staples. It's fine. 
It's fine. Um, all right. At the end of every episode, we'd like to share our micro-fandoms of the week, which we will do in one teeny-weeny moment. But before we do, let's talk about, uh, if you are so inclined, how you can support this show. Guess what? You're already doing it because you're listening. Thank That's you. number one. So thank you for listening to this. Uh, but there are other free ways uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you can reach out, follow us, or send us compliments on the internet. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Show Pod. Uh, if you have ideas for future episodes, want to catch up on past episodes, or just want to say hello, you can go over to thefandomshow.com and visit us there as well. The best, best, best way you can help is to spread the word about us. We always want more listeners, more people to share fun fandoms with. So please tell all of your nerdiest friends, all of your friends, tell everyone, tell everyone you see. Uh, introduce yourself this way. Um, <laughs> hello, and, my name is. Have you heard of the Fandom Show? Exactly. Uh, and please, if you could get on uh, any of your podcast providers, uh, principally Apple Podcasts, but they're all great and give us a rate review subscribe that really helps other people find us and get into this wonderful uh multiverse of fandoms that we're we're all so excited about um even a one sentence review or one word review helps us move up the charts uh and find more fan fans maybe this time you can just write thick thock thoughts or thick some thought similar thoughts. thing um, easier to type than to say that's for darn sure yeah it's, it's tricky to say say it three times and then thick thoughts thick no. thock thoughts it's just a tongue twister so many c's um uh yeah so if you could do that, it would make the world of difference and help us build a community of uh, cool, positive fandom folks. This Also, this show will always be free. Always. Uh, but if you would like to support us monetarily, you probably have some money. We want it. Um, <laughs> you can come on over to our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash thefandomshow. You can throw uh, some of your hard-earned buckos our way for a couple bucks a month. You listen to episodes early, get a shout-out, or even uh, submit hot takes for upcoming episodes. We also uh, have now uh, the fan club which is our patreon only uh episode that comes out and it's just going to be us talking about what we're nerding out about right now what we love about it what we think you should know about it from our perspective um if you want to listen to that yep. come join us just steph and i getting down with the geek we're, we're just nerding out uh and our theme song is by yusu kim and our logo is by john blair thank you to both of them for their amazing creations and now to our micro fandoms for the week starting with steph don't steph. do it i'm not ready yeah well too bad oh, off boy. you go okay we're gonna get into this uh we said we weren't gonna get into it at all i'm gonna just lightly oh, sprinkle this in because you can listen to it more on uh the fan club but uh, the week that we're recording this, it is mid-October right now, and we had the weirdest run-in of yep. our lives. So we run a trivia night at Stormcrow Manor here in Toronto. It's the nerdiest bar, uh, and we're there. Uh, and if you've listened to the show, you know we're big Buffy fans. Um, big Buffy Joss fans. Whedon comes into our, our fandoms fairly often, and <laughs> while we were here at Stormcrow Manor, uh, someone came over and said, Joss Whedon's in the building. And we're like, Bullshit. There's no way Joss Whedon, why is he in Toronto? Um, and why is he at the place we're doing trivia? And the place guess what? Where we're about to advertise a show. that, uh, And we're about to advertise our Halloween Buffy show that we do every year. Um, and yeah, it, it was a fact. Joss Whedon was at Stormcrow Manor. Uh, my microphone of the week is just, what the fuck? Uh, weird things happen in weird places and life surprises you constantly. So yeah, Joss Whedon came up and... Uh, introduced himself to us and said hello and shook our hands and it was super weird and there's a lot more to this story that I'm not gonna yeah, spoil it's very complicated because Joss Whedon is a very very complicated man and with we, a lot of bad background yeah um, and if you listen to past episodes 
We talk we've, about we've it. We've gone into that. Yeah, yeah for All sure. All our faves are a bit problematic, and he is definitely one of them. So. Um, I will say that night was one of the weirdest, strangest nights of my life, uh, and we'll go into it more in the fan club. So yeah, check so that out. Check that out, because we got a little hot tea for you. Yep. Uh, Kaya, what are you fanning out oh, about? Oh, boy. I'm following that. Yeah, um, sorry about it. Uh, yeah, so I, to go a little simpler, Raptors are back. And uh, I'm, uh, as as I said, I think in a different episode, on a journey to get into a sports team because I, I didn't get into sports as a kid. Um and I regret that because sports are fun. And Raptors um, are Toronto's basketball team in case you're not a sports yes. person or you're not from Toronto. Yeah, they are, They are. Uh, I believe, the only Canadian uh, basketball team. Um, and, uh, for now. For Wait now. till I start one. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm learning the players. I'm learning the game better. I used to play when I was a kid and it's just so fun to watch. So I watched their opener and it was delightful and they played so well and I'm so it was excited a fun game. for them. It's a very um, fun game to yes, watch. Yes, absolutely. And I just think they're like, uh, Siakam's just like killing it. And I'm just so excited about Scotty Barnes as a human being. And I'm just like having so, so much fun with finally starting a season out watching the home opener and then just like, I'm hoping to keep up with it. Is Junior one of our people? Yes. Okay, I liked Junior. him. Yeah. I enjoyed watching that person play. Yeah, there's a lot of great, great, great players on the team this year, so I'm I'm very stoked. Sick. Connor, what are you hyped about? What's what's lubing your switches this week? <laughs> we're, if we're getting micro, LS swapped Volvo 240s. Please say more Expand. things. I don't okay. know what that is. So um, the uh, Chevy LS engine is like a really uh, like popular engine to put in other things for a, for a myriad of reason, reasons. Is it a car engine? It's a car engine. Okay. So, okay. you know, it, it was in a whole bunch of Chevy cars, uh, and then they just started putting it in all sorts of other cars. So the 240 is like an old Volvo sedan, like a real boxy one. And just seeing those old Volvos... Uh, like burn out and drift and do cool stuff with what? a new engine in there is very cool to me. Is that this is... real life? Is this on YouTube? Like where are you where are you oh, seeing yeah. all this stuff? Uh, often I will just search car names on Instagram and just have myself a bit of a time. You are one of these people that <laughs> you have such the things that you get into are so fun and interesting and like unique. Like you went on a whole marble thing for a oh, while. Yeah. Like I, I <laughs> love hearing about Olympics. your fandoms because they're things that I would never normally access, but they're always fascinating. Also, one thing I really admire about the way you approach your various fandoms is I've never seen you do a fandom at anything less than 94%. <laughs> like you, when, when you like something, you're like, I will like the majority that there is to like about this thing. If I said, like, I watched some marble races and I was like, that's really fun. And then you're like, no, I have teams. I have stats. <laughs> I, you can't, you do not like anything in this world halfway. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun to like things. Yeah, it, it is fun to, it like, is fun to <laughs> like things. Oh, uh, oh so exciting. Um, Connor, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? And is there anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I don't know. You can, uh, you can find me, uh, like at, uh, Second City pushing buttons. Um, the Second City Toronto, we're opening our new space, uh, on York Street. It's going to be very fun. Yeah, very the beginning exciting. of December. So this is coming out right 
around the time that y'all are opening a new space. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, as you mentioned, have a sketch group myself called Public Works. We have uh, an album. You can listen to it on Spotify, or if you're like really uh, fun and nice, you can buy it on Bandcamp. It's called Condo Art. Uh, and um, we just uh, wrapped shooting our, our little regional TV show called Let's Gentrify Hamilton, in which we do exactly that. I love it. I Delightful. love it so much. And also, when you're listening to this, it's the day after Connor's birthday. So reach out, send Connor a message, or send it through us, and we'll just keep texting them to him, and he'll be like, stop, what are you <laughs> doing? Happy time travel birthday, Happy Connor. Happy time travel Thanks. birthday. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, love the things you love, and tell everyone about them, because liking things is fun. Yay! Yay! Bye! Bye! The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.